If you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, or confused regarding where to even start with your baby registry, then I got you. Layla here, your mom friend with the Learning to Mom podcast to help you get started. There's a few things about baby registries that I see first-time moms getting wrong when putting it together that I want to make sure you don't fall into as well. So today's episode, I'm going to share where most women get registry building wrong and what not to do, and I'm going to share what you need to include on your baby registry, especially the most commonly used items that are not included on the typical like registry must-have list that you find on Pinterest. Lastly, I'll even tell you from one mom to another, a few baby registry secrets. Welcome to the Learning to Mom podcast, mom friends. My name is Layla and I inform first-time moms on pregnancy and birth so that they can be empowered and educated without feeling overwhelmed. I was one of the first of my friends to experience pregnancy, so I kind of had to figure out a lot of it on my own. So if that's you, then don't worry. Allow me to be your friend and give you the resource in your pregnancy that I wish I could have had in mine. Here you can get the answers to all your gazillion first-time mom questions without being judged, overwhelmed, or belittled. So if that sounds good to you, then let's get into it. Before we dive in, I want to make sure that you're aware of the Learning to Mom newsletter. It's such an amazing addition to your life as it's filled with content, encouragement, and insight that you won't gain from the podcast or from our Instagram account. It's unique, valuable information like pregnancy product and baby item recalls, more tips and tricks, and a new question to ask your OBGYN or provider each and every week. Sign up for the newsletter by going to the episode show notes below. So first, here's what I see a lot of women getting wrong on their baby registries. Only adding things that they will need in the baby's first few months. For example, only adding newborn to six-month clothes or only adding toys for up to three months old as an example. But here's the thing. You're not going to do that because you've been listening to the Learning to Mom podcast and your mom friend Layla told you not to do that, so you know better. Instead, you're going to add practical, useful gifts that people don't typically think to add to their registry that will serve you and or your baby for much longer than just the infant stage. Another thing that women get wrong when creating registries is that they make them on Amazon, Target, or Bye Bye Baby. You have to make your registry on baby list. Baby list lets you put anything on your registry, not just products from their website. They even let you link Etsy products. So like, hello, really cute nursery decor items. Uh, whereas other registries only let you add their products from their website alone. Another awesome thing about baby list registry is that it shows all the different sites with their prices. So let's say you link Huggies baby wipes from Amazon on your registry on baby list. So baby list will automatically add, you know, the one so you probably like got that from Amazon. So it's going to add the Amazon link. And then it also finds, okay, that exact same product is being sold at Target and it's this much. That exact same part product is being sold at Walmart for this much. So that way, the people who are coming to your shower who's looking to buy a gift, they go onto your registry and they see 
all of the stores and their prices that sell that item. So that way they get the best deal. So like, okay, yeah, those wipes are being sold at Walmart for $2 cheaper. I'm going to buy that there. You at the end of the day, get the wipes. It doesn't matter where it's from. And then the people attending your shower get the best deal. That's why I really like it. But before we dive into your must needs, I just need to be real for a second And it's kind of awkward almost to talk about, but as your mom friend, I feel like I need to explain or just make sure that everyone is aware of the reality here. Now, I know this isn't everyone's case, but if it is, make sure you're listening. You need to be strategic here with specifically with your baby registry. Okay. People will buy you things off of your registry and it's awesome and it's such a huge blessing. So you don't want to just throw random stuff up there and get random stuff. You really want to make sure that you need the item that you're putting on your registry. You need to make sure that it's something that will last a long time and that it's going to be as multifunctional as possible. Now, there's also some strategy involved, which we're going to get into. But like, for example, something that I did was like, I didn't put absolutely everything that I needed. I first kind of looked at like, okay, here's everything that I need. So I need a crib. I need a rocking chair. I need a dressing table whatever they're called. Um, And then, you know, and then I need the baby wipes and I need the diapers and I need some clothes. And then I looked at all that stuff and I was like, which of this do I, do I just want to go out and buy? Can I find deals with? So like, I think Labor Day, I found my um, rocking, was it Labor Day? It's like, yeah, I think so. The day that furniture stores have like big discounts or maybe Memorial Day. Now I don't remember. Um, And I got my chair then and it was like, you know, from a really nice furniture store was definitely the most expensive piece of furniture that I've ever bought considering that we Matthew and I still have our living room furniture is the furniture that he has had since his first apartment um so that was like a big deal for me um and then I also just got the crib off of Facebook marketplace the dresser was actually my sister's um and then so I looked at the stuff was like where can I find the best deals. What are some things that I feel comfortable just getting off of Facebook marketplace and then putting the other items on the baby registry? So that's just an example of strategy. But moving on to your must need registry items like you need to for your must needs, right? First, a crib. So as I just mentioned, I got ours off of Facebook marketplace actually and I didn't just I didn't put it on the registry because cribs can be really expensive, but there's so many on Facebook Marketplace. So I was thinking from a strategic standpoint here, if someone has the budget to purchase a really expensive gift for us, there was other stuff that I wanted more than a new crib. You know, like I wanted a stroller because I wanted that warranty. Car seats also aren't cheap. Um, pack the pack and play that we put on the registry was like almost $300. So I was like, if someone has the budget for an expensive gift, I want that going towards something else. So I, for example, like I got a $300 crib off of Facebook marketplace for $75. It works amazing. I repainted it to a color that I really like. Um, our nursery furniture is white. So I painted it a white that was, um, like a toxin free, um, baby safe paint or whatever and I made sure that that was painted way before Milo was ever born so that all the fumes were off of it um and yeah so there we go now what I did add to the registry was a crib mattress though I didn't want to get one of those off of Facebook marketplace I threw away the crib that or the mattress that was 
given with the uh, crib that we got. I did add the Newton Baby Crib crib mattress because it's breathable. I love the breathable ones. It's just going to give you a big like peace of mind. Another thing that's a must is a pack and play with a travel bassinet. This is essentially killing two birds with one stone. So instead of asking for a pack and play and then also a bassinet, get a pack and play that comes with a bassinet. This is a huge, huge pro tip, my mom friends. First of all, you need a pack and play anyway because when you travel to your in-laws or to your aunts for a holiday, this is the baby's crib. Also, if you have like a two-level house, so we're really lucky our house is a ranch, but if you have a two-level house, the crib is going to be upstairs, but you're going to spend most of the day downstairs on your maternity leave, and you're going to want to keep the pack and play downstairs for the baby's naps like during the middle of the day. So pack and play is a must. Also, a bassinet is really important. To ha- it's not a must, honestly, but um, I think I talk about that later, but it's just killing two birds with one stone of making sure that the pack and play also has a uh, bassinet attached. Another thing that I'm really glad that we did the like pack and play plus bassinet combo is that your baby will outgrow the bassinet so fast. Milo was in the 99% for her size, so she was out of the bassinet by the time she was three months old. So I am so grateful that we didn't ask for a bassinet by itself on the baby registry because back to like just have the strategic point, someone would have bought the bassinet instead of something else that I needed if the pack and play wouldn't have had a bassinet already in it. And then I would have already only been able to use the bassinet for three months, you know? So huge pro tip there is the pack and play with a travel bassinet. Next up, stroller. We have the Uppa Baby Vista V2 stroller, which we love, but it is really pricey. So Matthew's extended family actually all pitched in and gave us that, which was so amazing. And we absolutely love it. We especially love that it grows with the baby and with your family. Um, So I just really like that it has like additional, you can fit two kids in there. You could do, you know, the car seat and the toddler seat. I don't know if you've looked into these, but, um, I really like that it like grows with your family. So, so the stroller comes with a bassinet, but side note, even though it has a bassinet, it is not safe for sleeping during naps or at night without supervision because it doesn't have mesh sides. The baby can suffocate. So it's really just like, oh, cute. You have a little bassinet on a stroller and you're like going on a walk, you know? Um, then it also has a car seat and a toddler seat. So we also love that it can fit two kids so that when we're ready for kid number two, we already have a stroller that can fit two, but it's not like double wide, you know? So that point leads me to the next, which is an infant car seat. So because of the stroller we were asking for, I linked the stroller onto my baby list registry from the Upper Baby website, which did not include the car seat. So then I also added the Mesa V2 infant car seat because that was the car seat that fits in the stroller, which is amazing and why I loved our stroller and car seat. We could just pick the car seat up and attach it to the stroller and away we went. Regarding car seat though, The car seat comes with a base, which is super handy because you don't have to deal with the seatbelt securing it into the car uh, like each time. But what we did ask for on our baby registry was an extra base, which was just clutch. So like when you, 
get the car seat for the first, like you buy the car seat comes with a base, but then you can also buy a base separately, which was super nice. And I highly recommended that way my car and Matthew's car had a base and we didn't have to like readjust it or take it out. It was just always ready to go, ready to click in when we needed to go anywhere and it didn't matter. Like it just clicks into the base, super easy. I do want to note, if you end up doing an infant car seat, which is typical if you have a stroller like the Mesa V2 infant car seat, or if you have a Duna stroller slash car seat, then you'll need a larger car seat because the car seat maxes out when they get to a certain weight and size. So an infant car seat can only fit, you know, an infant. So we had to move Myla out of her car seat when she was nine months old. So I think adding, this is something that we didn't do and I regret um, because we, well, we it ended up working fine because then we asked for a larger car seat for Christmas, but we would have, if we would have known, we or like have thought about it, we would have added the larger, like the next up car seat to the baby registry. So we had just have one from Graco. It's like a seven in one kind of deal. My friends have the car seats that swivel, which is super, super nice. I just didn't want to get another car seat or another booster down the road so I just did like a all-in-one kind of deal which is why we went with Graco and I really like it it's very standard it's like what you think about when you think of car seats next up a breast pump if your insurance does not cover it so if you're on MediShare put a breast pump on your registry I have the Spectra S2 pump and I really like it if your insurance does cover a breast pump then it will most likely cover depending on the policy only cover a medical grade pump like the one I have. It's still really nice and it works great. But if you're planning on pumping, not nursing at all, or if you have a really, really short maternity leave and you need to pump at work like six weeks after you give birth, I would recommend adding a hands-free pump to your registry. Interrupting myself to tell you about one of my favorite shops, Happy Hollow Threads. Imagine Dressing your kids in clothing that's not only adorable, but also gentle on the planet. That's why Happy Hollow Threads is one of my favorites. This mama-owned boutique is a treasure trove of handmade children's clothing and accessories, offering timeless designs in earthy tones with a pop of color for those special occasions. And excitingly, they're stepping up their commitment to sustainability starting spring of 2024's collection, All items will be made from organic U.S. milled fabric, catering to a range of sizes from the tiniest newborns to soon to be 10 year olds. Happy Hollow Threads ensures that your kids are not only well-dressed, but also supporting eco-friendly practices. And my favorite part, they're handmade and beautiful. They also have clothes for both boys and girls. And I, I want all of their clothes, every single one. It's straight out of my Pinterest boards. Get ready to browse their collections at happy-hollow-threads.myshopify.com. The link is in the episode show notes for your convenience. Next up on the must-haves, you have to add Baby List's Baby Bottle Box. This is also another reason why you needed to create the registry on Baby List because Baby List's own products can only be added to their registries. What I didn't know about babies until I had one myself is that they are very particular when it comes to bottles. 
Who would have thought? Who would have known this? They just don't, they don't take just the first bottle that's handed to them or that's offered them. Not all bottles are created equal and your baby may flat out just reject the bottle, which is why I was so happy to have been gifted this bottle box because instead of having to purchase a bottle individually of each brand and type out there or, you know, I mean, typically when you buy a bottle, it's not just like one bottle. You have to buy like a pack. Um, So you can't just like try them and send them back. So this baby bottle box is awesome because within it, there's like five of the most popular bottles out there all in this one box. So you can like try them all with these different nipples that are included into the, in the box. And Myla ended up picking one of like, you know, she basically rejected all of them, but one, and that was the winner. And I'm so glad that we had that kit. Otherwise it would have taken forever to figure out. It would have taken forever and it would have cost us a lot of money, um, figuring out what bottle she likes. Okay. Next up on the must have list is a breastfeeding pillow. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you straight up, you need the My Breast Friend pillow. It is objectively better than all of the other pillows, including the Boppy. Do not waste your time on the Boppy. Actually, though, while I have you here, um, that is not true. I am a medium. So, like, pre-pregnancy, I'm a medium. Um, 150 pounds. I am 5'8". There we go. We're getting honest. Um, but I guess I'm, all, I'm muscle, like... I played collegiate soccer, so I don't know. I'm I'm like an athletic build, and I wear medium. If that eight pants, medium, okay, whatever. My best friend is the way to go. I have heard from larger individuals. Now I don't know how large per se. I'm assuming probably like XL to double XL, um, in clothing that the my breast friend doesn't work and that you need the my boppy or not my boppy it's just called boppy um if you are not if you're closer to my size i would suggest my breast friend because essentially what really helps is the strap that goes across your um waist and it's like really supportive and it really does make a difference like i am not kidding you um you need that but if that isn't if that's too small for you and it doesn't go around your waist because you're a larger size, then it's not going to do you any good and you'll need um, boppy specifically. So that's just the honest truth there. No body shaming or anything like that. That's just what I've heard, wanted to share. Next up, a baby monitor. <sighs> okay, I've learned a lot since even writing the script, honestly. Um, so the one that we added does not use Wi-Fi. I looked into it and there are some horror stories of people hacking your Wi-Fi and watching your baby sleep because the world is really messed up and there are messed up people out there and yeah, watching them sleep, um, pedophilia, talking to your kids. I mean, there are horror stories and and not just one. I mean, there's countless, like it's terrifying. So we ended up doing one that does not require Wi-Fi. I really like ours. It has night vision. Um, it just basically works like a walkie talkie. However, since buying it and using it, I'm now seeing horror stories that it doesn't matter if your baby monitor doesn't even have Wi-Fi that people can still hack. So basically if you're within like a hundred yards and I don't know how it works, not a hacker, don't know how any of that goes down. Um, but I, as long as you have like 
the monitor, you can hack into someone's camera as long as they are within 100 yards. This is in relation to monitors that don't require Wi-Fi. So I was like, oh, great, we're not even safe. And I don't think it's an issue if you live out in the middle of nowhere and the next, you know, your neighbor is 100 yards from you. But we live in the suburbs. Houses are very close next to each other. You never know what someone is doing. That just really scares me. So I don't really know where I stand yet with baby monitors. I would still suggest using one that doesn't have Wi-Fi because your chance of getting hacked into is lower. Like, how is creepy neighbor Bob um, going to know that you have that specific baby monitor, you know? But, I mean, it's not 100% preventable. So I honestly, when baby number two, Lord willing, comes along, I don't know what we're going to do, if I'm ever even going to use it. Um, my friend just uses an audio one, and that, of course, like has no... Hackers don't care about that because they can't see your kid. They could talk to them, but that doesn't help. That doesn't stimulate them, if you will. Um, so my friend has just like an audio, basically like the ones that our parents would have used when we were growing up. Um, so that is an idea. But anyway, that's where we are with baby monitors. I do think that they're, I thought at the beginning that they were helpful. And the more I just learned about them, the more I'm kind of scared of them, in all honesty. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> moving on. Sound machine. I added the hatch. I really like the hatch. I like that I can control the volume and choose the sounds on my phone. But if you're wanting to limit EMFs in your baby's nursery, I would choose a different sound machine. Next up, diaper bag. I added just a normal black and gold diaper bag, middle of the road, one that you can find off of Amazon. Not one that's super aesthetically pleasing, but it's not horrible and it just gets the job done. We were also gifted one. So we got two and I ended up liking the other one so much better because it fits so much stuff. And it's amazing how much stuff that you need when you have a child. It's the Durstuway, D-E-R-S-T-U-E-W-E diaper bag backpack. You can find it on Amazon. I'll link it in the episode show notes below for you. 10 out of 10. I love it. Sure, it's not the cutest thing in the world. It gets the job done. Next up, a diaper pail for the nursery. We have the Decor Plus diaper pail in white, and I really like it. It's easy to use. It has a footstool, so you don't have to touch it. You can just use normal plastic grocery bags if you don't want to buy the refills for it. Traps all the odor. It wasn't overly expensive. I would recommend it. I would not recommend anything stainless steel. That would be incredibly hard to clean, and yeah, just don't do that. Next up on the list, add a baby carrier or a baby wrap. These are amazing and they are so helpful and babies love them. There are a ton of variations in colors, materials, use, etc. We have Ergo Baby OmniBreeze and I really like it because it's breathable. It can be used from zero months up to toddlerhood. Uh, so that's the one that we like. I really like it. Next up, humidifier. I would add one of these because before you know it, your baby has caught a little cold and you'll need it running. Um, these are incredibly helpful. I didn't really realize how helpful that it would be until I had a kid. I just noticed it on other people's registries and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just add one on mine too. Incredibly helpful. You should get a humidifier. Um, and then the last 
thing on this list is a baby bathtub. Actually, this isn't a must. Honestly, you can skip out on this one. Uh, Like most of us, we were just washed in the sink with no bathtub. But I will say it definitely makes it easier. But if you're tight on space, skip out on the baby bathtub. Now, regarding the other like must-have items, you can honestly easily find lots of Pinterest lists. So I just wanted to include like those must-have items because I think those are really important. But also, moving on, I wanted to talk about some items that no one else will tell you that you need, but you need them. Trust me. First up, puppy pee pads. If this is your first time tuning in, then you do not know how passionate I am about puppy pee pads. If you've listened to episodes before, then you are well aware. I am not kidding you. Puppy pee pads are game changers. Firstly, a little TMI, but when you first come home from the hospital, your downstairs is still bleeding. So you will want to set a puppy pee pad on the floor beneath your toilet to catch any blood that drips while you are pulling down and up your underwear. Sorry for that lovely visual, but literally you're bleeding so much that blood drips even in the short time that it just takes for you to, you know, pull off your underwear and sit on the toilet like blood falls. It's wild. Anyway, secondly... They are great for diaper-free time. Diaper-free time is an expression that Matthew and I have coined for Mila when she does diaper-free time. Can you imagine having to go all day with a diaper on? So uncomfortable. We do daily diaper-free times where we just take Mila's diaper off, push the onesie to the side so she's completely free on the bottom, and let her hang out diaper-free for a while on the pee pad. It was a lot easier when she was a baby and when she wasn't even crawling yet. So especially as an infant, we did it like multiple times a day. Now that she's a toddler, it's a little more difficult because she could just easily pee anywhere since she's walking now. But it just goes a long, long way, essentially. Like she never really even had diaper rashes because we were just keeping things dry down there, giving her time out of the diaper, like... I struggle even just wearing a pad. Like, it was hard enough in postpartum wearing pads. I couldn't imagine just wearing a diaper all the time. So I love that puppy pee pads, especially when they're infants, what you do is, you know, you can just lay them down on a puppy pee pad. They go to the bathroom. You just throw that puppy pee pad away. Super easy. Thirdly, I keep a few in my diaper bag so that if she needs to be changed on a public changing tray, I set one of those down first. You just don't want your baby laying directly on one of those things. They're nasty. And then I just throw the pad away after the use or if anything gets on it while I'm changing her diaper. There's so many uses and they're amazing. Next up, something that other people won't add, won't tell you to add to your registry, but you need to is batteries. As you can imagine, you will get a lot of battery-operated toys. So just throw some boxes of AA and AAA batteries on your registry so all the toys can have some juice. Next up, Miss Mouth's Messy Eater Stain Treatment Spray. That was a mouthful. This is another game changer for us. Instead of having to wash something twice or three times to get a poop stain out, blowouts are inevitable. We just spray the area with this, let it sit a while, and then throw it in the wash. It is as good as new. Next up, Ahaka. This one's for breastfeeding moms. And as one review says, this is a must-have for all mamas and should be in every mama basket at baby showers. It's okay to have multiple, trust me. 
There's a wide variety of uses, but instead of just using a manual pump, you can suction this right onto your breast and it really does work to collect milk. Really great for when your baby is asleep in the night so you don't have to wake them, but your breast may need some relief. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't use the Hakka, but I do hear like really great reviews. I used the Ladybug Hakka, which I'm going to talk about next. I had two of these because I used them so frequently that at least one was like always being washed. So the other was ready to be used. I just kind of, you don't like, it doesn't really have that like suction that the original Hakka does. The Ladybug Hakka has, it kind of does have some suction, but it's not like as intense. Um, So I kind of like, you know, placed it in my bra with a little bit of suction. And then it basically just collected any letdown. So essentially... When your baby is feeding on, let's say, the right boob, your left boob is going to leak. So I placed the ladybug haka on that boob just to collect the letdown. And I'm not kidding you. Like, you can collect a lot of milk that way. I was collecting, like, throughout the day, because the baby's nursing so much, especially in the beginning, throughout the day I would collect enough in one day just through the letdown of the boob that wasn't being used and I was able to make a whole bottle, like have enough, freeze enough to make a whole bottle, um, which is just insane. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend doing that. Um, another thing that I really like about the Ladybug Hakka as opposed to the original Hakka is that I've heard that the original Hakka has made a lot of women have oversupply because that suction tells your boob, my baby is nursing because it's like, you know, being suctioned and like it's pumping. Um, so even though it's not like, you know, a normal breast pump, it's kind of still like pumping. So that tells your body, oh, I have to make more. I have to make more to keep up with the demand. Whereas the ladybug haka just catches the letdown and it doesn't match mess with your supply. I loved it. It's just a super easy way to start a stash of milk without actually pumping. Next up, something that people aren't going to tell you that you need, but I would recommend it is a baby wipe holder. You will go through so many wipes, you won't know what to do with yourself. So pro tip, when buying wipes, buy them in bulk, get wipes without the little toggle on them. So like, you know, that little thing that like open and closes at the snap thing, because those wipes with the toggle are generally more expensive. So you get the wipes just in bulk and like without the little toggle thing. So they're less. And then you just open up the packet and stick it right in a baby wipe holder and you're good to go. It saves you a lot of money. I would not recommend like a warmer. There's baby wipe warmers. I don't think that those are worth it. I, I We will get into that later, but I kind of think that they're a waste of money, just like a marketing thing. You don't need it. Um, next up, breast pads. This is another amazing product for breastfeeding moms. So I mentioned earlier how your breast will leak when the baby is nursing. Well, your breast will also leak quite a bit, even when the baby isn't actively nursing, especially in the early months when your baby is eating so frequently and your breasts are just constantly trying to fill up. So when the baby starts to sleep in longer stretches, your breasts will fill up and start leaking at night or during the day. Like you could literally be out to lunch with your girlfriends and your shirt gets soaked through. So I would recommend getting breast pads. Um, I have reusable breast pads that you can just throw in the wash, and I really, really liked them. 
Next up, I wanna tell you about how important it is having a food service delivery subscription set up and even put on your baby registry, it's just so helpful. So having your meals taken care of during your baby's first few weeks is probably the best thing you could be gifted. I would recommend a food service where your meals come totally already prepared. That way you don't have to spend any time cooking. In that first month of life, you are going to be exhausted and you are going to be starving. So the idea of having to stand and prepare a meal will overwhelm you. On top of that, the baby will cry when it's set down. So the idea of just setting your baby down so you can cook will make you cry. I'm telling you, put a gift card to a food service of some kind so you can have your meals delivered to your door for the baby's first few weeks at least. And then this is a great time to let you in about one of my favorite meal delivery subscriptions because not only is this a meal subscription like it does that the meals are already prepared for you and not only can you even pick your own meals for what you want as like you build a box but the meals are all geared to postpartum recovery let me introduce you to nourish meal delivery because they are here to revolutionize your postpartum journey the meals are not just a treat for your taste buds but for your health too we're talking organic we're talking gluten-free we're talking free from pesticides and sea oils but that's not all their meals are packed with herbs to manage sugar levels and speed up healing after childbirth whether you're dealing with a thyroid or allergy issues their meals are designed just for you Plus, they're delivered right to your doorstep in eco-friendly containers. So if you're ready to nourish your body the right way, you need to check out Nourish Meal Delivery. One of my favorite things is that they offer um, a build-your-box, so you can choose from lactation teas and tonics, postpartum staples like mushroom risotto and coconut basil quinoa. Uh, They have delicious porridges and soups and nutrient-dense amazing snacks. Check them out by going to nourishmealdelivery.com. The link is in the episode show notes below. The next thing that I want to talk about for like things that people aren't going to tell you about that you need to add kind of on the same line as a food service delivery subscription is Uber Eats and DoorDash gift cards. Same reason as the food service above. Next up on the list is taking care of baby newborn care class. My sister gifted to this to us, gifted this to us. There we go. And when I tell you it's amazing, I mean it. Milo was sleeping through the night at two months old. I was sleeping more having an infant than I did when I was pregnant. This course will teach you the sleep foundations you need to start off so that your baby is a good sleeper. I really can't recommend it enough. Another thing that I would recommend adding is a Montessori toy subscription. Uh, This is a great way to limit the amount of stuff in your house, but also provides your kids with age-appropriate toys. I only wish I knew about them when I was putting my registry together. I have many, many mom friends who have this, and they love it, so I would recommend adding it. Another thing, diapers. I have a few words of advice about this. This is what you will want to do. Put a box of size 1 diapers on there in one brand. Then put a box of size two diapers in another brand and so on and so forth. This is a very easy way to compare and try out different brands of diapers to find the one that you and your baby like best. So I'd recommend starting with like Huggies and Pampers in size one and two. It also allows you to keep a stash of diapers on hand because they grow out of the sizes at the beginning so quickly that all of a sudden you're like, oh, they need to be in a bigger size. And you already have that size covered because you have a box in the closet or in the garage. Next up, something that I would add that most people do not tell you that you need is a high chair. 
I would recommend one that's like a six in one or a seven in one. So that way you can use it for a long time. Also, it's very important to get one that is easy to wipe off and clean. They will get very nasty if they can't be cleaned. I see a lot of like aesthetically pleasing high chairs and as awesome as that is and as much as I'm like, yeah, I would love my house to be more aesthetic, I have kind of just accepted like we're in this phase of life. My house is not going to be aesthetic right now and that's okay. That's one of the joys of parenthood. Like that's one of the things that you can just like laugh about it and be like, yeah, like I'm a mom and it rocks and having kids rocks and if that means that I have unesthetic toys on my floor or a high chair that's butt ugly like that's okay this is the phase of life for that so I'd recommend functionality and ability to be cleaned much more so than the cute high chair okay um third you're gonna want a high chair that has wheels on it so you can move it around easily obviously move it when the kid is not in it but this is really easy like We keep the high chair over by the fridge and then we just wheel her over in her high chair over to the table um, when it's time to eat. So we love that it has wheels. I would also suggest adding bowls, plates, cups, bibs, and silverware because you will need these. This is something that most people don't add to their registry because again, their registries are typically focused for like up to their like six month of age or three months of age even. But this is something that you're going to need. And so might as well just add it to your registry. Um, It's really great having these on hand for when your baby needs them or is ready for them at about six months old. Also, make sure that those bowls, plates, and cups and stuff suction to the table. We love the ones that have suction. Okay, now I'm just going to list off a few other ideas um, without whole like explanation to them. But a baby activity center, a stroller cover bag for flights, baby playmat, a baby playpen, baby gates if you have a multi-level home, and oh, or if you have dogs. If you've listened to the episode that I had with Jen from Family Paws, she is a big proponent about on playpens and baby gates if you have dogs. Go listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, na- oh, oh, an audible gift card. You will want to listen to something when it's 2 a.m. and you're up for the fourth time. A gift card to a nice restaurant. Maybe this is a date night without baby, um, like your first date night post-baby, without baby, or maybe it's before the baby comes, like your last date night of just the two of you. Also recommend a potty training potty, jogging stroller, drawer dividers to help you organize your drawers in the dresser of the nursery. Huge. And over-the-door closet hanger. So like, you know, typically growing up, we like used to put our shoes in them. I have an over-door closet hanger and I put, oh, I put her socks, her headbands, her sunglasses, shoes, stuff like that in there. It's awesome. Okay, ending here to getting to the end of the episode here. I want to chat quickly about items to not add to your registry. Skip these. They are not worth it. I already mentioned um, a wipe warmer. Don't do it. So dumb. Also, don't add a baby bottle warmer. They just take up so much space on your counter. And because you use this at home, you can just do the water in a mug trick. Also, don't recommend Johnson & Johnson baby wash. It's full of chemicals. Zero out of 10 recommend. Same with Neft baby detergent. Full of chemicals. Zero out of 10 recommend. Uh, We talked about 
baby monitors, I would not recommend any baby monitor that's on Wi-Fi. A changing table, if you have this space, I would opt for a dresser instead because it holds so much more and then you can just get a changing pad to put on top of the dresser. Also, don't put pacifiers on your baby registry. People will give you pacifiers. It's like the go-to shower gift. Also, kind of the same thing with baby bottles. Like, they don't know what they're going to take. So if you just, you know, put a couple brands of pacifiers on there, there's no, like, they may just take the exact brand that the hospital has and gives them when they're born. Like, and people just give you pacifiers, literally. It's like such a oh, thank you for giving me this and this. Oh, and you just threw in a pacifier. Thank you. Like you will have so many, trust me. Um, Another thing, baby blankets, another go-to shower gift. You'll have more than you will know what to do with. So do not add them on your registry. Remember, it's all about strategy. Also, I would not recommend putting a bottle sterilizer on there unless you're 100% planning on pumping or formula feeding. Um, Then I think that it's, probably worth it but as someone who nursed for 15 months and she really only took a bottle when I wasn't there bottle sterilizer would just take up space on your counter and it's not worth it also would not recommend putting newborn diapers on your registry they are very very small (laughs) and they may just honestly outgrow newborn diapers in like two weeks Mila did that's what happens when you have a 10 pound baby but okay she wasn't 10 pounds when she was born, but she was 10 pounds at her, at her two week appointment, which is insane. Um, you may have a little baby or like a preemie. So you may need preemie or newborn diapers, but you also could just have a baby that doesn't, that only wears newborn diapers in the hospital and then you outgrow them and then you'd have so many boxes laying around. So I would just wait until the baby is born to get your first box. So that way you know what size, you can predict how much. And remember, you can take diapers home from the hospital, which can save you a few extra days at home. Would also recommend not putting baby clothes on your baby registry. This is another strategic move. Your baby registry is special. You would rather have someone get you something that you really need rather than something that they will outgrow in three months. Here's the thoughts on baby clothes. We primarily only shop secondhand for Myla because she's only going to wear something for three months and then outgrows it. So I would rather get something that I really need off of my registry rather than get something that I could buy pretty cheap secondhand. Now that we've covered my favorite items to include on your registry, as well as what to skip out, let's move on to some registry secrets. This isn't so much a secret as it is just strategy, which I've shared a lot about, but on Babylist, you can have items on there that are hidden until you make those specific items public. So I would be strategic about it so that way you can get your entire registry done And then only make like your top priority items public or able to be seen until they're purchased. Then you kind of go down your priority list and make more items visible. So let's say you have two really expensive items on there that are about the same amount. So for the sake of example, a stroller and a crib, you really want the stroller. It's a top priority. So if I were you, I would make the stroller public, able to be seen, and then I would hide the crib. Then when the stroller is purchased, you can go in and make the crib seen. Does that make sense? Because you don't want someone going in and being like, okay, I have this budget. I'm willing to spend this much on them. Maybe it's a grandma. Maybe it's an aunt. You know, maybe it's your best friend. I don't know. Um, 
and they're like, okay, I'm willing. Oh, I really like this crib. I'm going to get the crib. And you're over there sitting like, oh, but I was really hoping for the stroller. You know, that's like, that was my top priority. So just all strategy. Does that make sense? Just because someone has the budget to buy you a really expensive gift from your registry, you want them to buy whatever that priority is. And that doesn't even mean like in terms of the expensive stuff either because someone might have a low budget, right? Okay, they can only they only have $25 or $50 whatever to spend on a gift. And again, I'm not I don't know, I kind of think it's hard to like talk about this because I'm not judging anyone. Anything you get off of your registry is such a gift and it's such a blessing and like people you know, do not have to get you anything. I'm just saying like, this is all from strategy standpoint. If someone is going to get you something off of your registry, if someone's going to give you something, which is so nice of them, I just think it's helpful to help point them in the right direction of something that's you really want, that's going to help you in your motherhood journey as much as possible. So another secret or strategy to your registry is specifically for baby list. 60 days out from your due date, you'll get a 15% off coupon for things that are still left on your registry that's sold from babylistred.com. Another secret or strategy is that if you have an Amazon registry, you can also get 15% off on things that are still left, left, my gosh, I'm struggling, left on your registry, and that begins 60 days out from your due date as well. So that is the episode today. I hope you liked it. I hope it was real. I hope it was actually helpful. I've been having a lot of requests for this specific episode. So I hope you liked the must-haves, the what people don't tell you about that should be must-haves, the items to skip out on, and as well as just like the strategy. I hope this episode served you. Don't forget to sign up to the newsletter so that way you can be even more informed and kept in the know regarding all things pregnancy and birth. As always, this is Layla, your mom friend, and I will talk to you next week.